Winnie the Pooh is not allowed in China because people make jokes about and the Chinese president looking like Winnie the Pooh. That's a factually <laughs> accurate thing that happens. That's funny. Here we go! Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Yeah. Talk about them when you see Hello. Welcome to the Theological Family Ministry Podcast, a podcast for parents as well as children and youth ministry leaders. We are dedicated to showing how theological study and biblical application relate to the discipleship of children and youth. As always, we're hosted by Pastor Ben Palaz and Pastor Tony Trussoni. All right, Tony, we're back at it after a short break. And uh, you've got your, your nice French press brew going over there. I wish I could smell it, but... Uh, it's not the way the internet works, but I enjoyed some earlier. But how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Like I said, well, because I got my coffee coming. So, but uh, yeah, having a good day. I mean, it's been, you know, busy, but I cut my finger. So that was fun. I see the, uh, I probably don't need to see what's inside because I may pass out on the, <laughs> on the recording violent. here. <laughs> I don't do well with digit injuries near the nail, so... How are you uh, we'll doing? just move along. Uh, but Tony, you know, we've known each other for a long time, and we've shared a lot of laughs. We were just laughing about something you sent me in between uh, the first episode we recorded and, and this one. Um, and I know you like the Puritans, right? I do like the Puritans. I imagine you've heard the critique of the Puritans that they – were a group of people that were concerned that somebody somewhere was having fun. Have you heard? <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke, though. It's not accurate, <laughs> but uh... it's inaccurate, but it is funny, you know. Uh, and it's you know, I think it's good when you can laugh at your own side and and laugh at uh, yourself. Not everybody can do that, <clears throat> but uh, that's what we want to get in today about discussing the topic of humor and humor and. and the next generation, uh, church, home, raising kids, all of that. So uh, I just may be a barrel of laughs here today. Um, so Tony, would you say that you have a good sense of humor or that you at least appreciate a good sense of humor and a good laugh? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. I mean, I tell a lot of dad jokes, actually. I mean, even people in our church, you know, uh, they've learned to, every church I've been in, people I serve eventually learn to, uh, you know, kind of roll their eyes <laughs> at certain bad jokes. But I'm not sure I tell good jokes, but I do tell a lot of jokes. So, uh, you know, I, I even like, it's funny, My I have a weird sense of humor. Actually, just the other day, uh, and so two days ago, as recording this podcast, we took our kids to build a bear, and uh, I encouraged, I persuaded my children to get a uh, a, a stuffed frog that's named Ducky that ha- that make has a horse sound in it rather than in, uh, the uh, rather than a duck or a, uh, a frog sound. So it said it's named Ducky, and it's a frog and it neighs, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that would amuse me. Um, yeah, you, I mean, I, I, you and I, like I said, we've, we've laughed a lot over, uh, many things over, man, it's been a long time since we've known each other, been friends. Yes. Um, so why ultimately, why do we laugh at things and find humor in them? Yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, yeah, I mean that, I think that's something 
that, you know, I think scientists are going to be better able to speak on this, but I, I generally, I'd say an expression of joy. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be cruelty, uh, but, uh, it's uh, not taking things, it can also be not taking things too seriously. So, you know, I mean, I, I think it kind of expresses out of joy. Even if it's bad joy, we can take joy out of things that we shouldn't take joy out of. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I think there is joy behind it. Uh, it's sometimes seeing things, seeing discrepancies in things. Um, and, you know, sometimes it, it's a result of fallenness in the world. Sometimes it's just uh i don't know it, it it's not always a result of fallenness and it's not meant to be mean but, you know your your child says something that's funny they get the the word wrong for something <laughs> and i mean it's just it's funny because you, you recognize okay that's not quite right uh but it's not morally wrong and so yeah we'll get into that about how we can distort and uh, or as augustine would say uh a privation of the good we, you know we can distort the good but are there any things that you find particularly funny? Yeah. By the way, I want to say, I, I think so. Uh, I do want to say, by the way, you mentioned that things our kids do. It's kind of the worst when they disobey in a way that's hilarious. Or, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't laugh and, like, you so want to laugh. And, you know, I've had times where me and my wife have kind of gone to the other room <laughs> and just crack up at things. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I like deadpan stuff. I like, you know, the kind of off-the-wall humor. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy stand some stand-up comedians. and But, you know, I there was actually, it's funny that there was a, I like a lot of, you know, a, a comedy that's you know delivered with a very serious tone there was a teen and a youth group i worked with last and he told a lot of really you know that kind of deadpan comedy and there i know a lot of the teens were just kind of thought it was lame and i would be in stitches sometimes but uh, what about you <laughs> what kind of things do you think are funny ben you know i do have a dry sense of humor and so i can appreciate that um and so i i resonate some with that i have always, even as a kid, I enjoyed impressions of other people and, uh, and even political impressions, even as a child. I don't know, you know, strange little guy, but I just found it funny, like these political figures that I recognized and, you know, presidents within our living memory, I remember several of them and there are things about them that were, you know, at least amusing. Um, there's one, he's not quite as funny. He's just, I don't know, a little more plain. Um, but then there are several who just have quirky things about them or things that can be poked fun at. And, uh, you, I, I actually enjoy doing some of those impressions myself. And you, you have been the uh, beneficiary of that. <laughs> Actually, it's funny, listeners. Literally, I think a day ago, my wife was calling her sister about something, and I played uh, from my phone to her phone a uh, audio that Ben had texted me of some <laughs> presidential impressions, and uh, we were all in stitches. <laughs> yeah, my dad just retired from his job, and uh, so I, I made him a little compilation of, of two presidents wishing him well. And, uh, you know, he appreciated the gift. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And I was telling somebody this recently that that I liked that and uh, that it – I don't know why. It just brings me a, a great deal of joy. And he thought – he was laughing. He goes, it brings me joy that it brings you that much joy. Um, so, yeah, it's just – I enjoy it. 
But what kind of reputation do you think Christians have in regard to humor? Yeah, so I think uh, multiple things. We are seen as humorless and kind of buzzkill sometimes. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of a common stereotype. Mm -hmm. uh, the Whether that's true or not, you know, is a question. Uh, but uh, we can sometimes be the butt of people's jokes uh, is something also that's really relevant here. You know, we can some I, I feel like a lot of, you know, sitcoms or whatnot will often have, you know, Christians as the hilariously inept people, uh, you know, or, you know, the fundamentalist type thing. Uh, but Christian comedy as well is often like famously terrible. I mean, I, I feel like Christian comedy comedians have a reputation of being that not remotely funny. And uh, sometimes maybe that's true. I, I won't. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, people have different tastes. Um, and I mean, like you said, that you like the deadpan kind of thing and others like more slapstick humor and just, you know, um, and, and I have enjoyed watching stand up comedians. Now, I will say a lot of times some of them can get they can cross the line it, yeah. at least what i'm like yeah this is not really that edifying but and I, I can think of one comedian who can regularly get past the line however his his insight into you know discrepancies and, and cultural phenomena um it is rather impressive um, and it's like, yeah, I wish you could just tune back, turn back some of that stuff. But Christians can be, yeah, seen as kind of prudish, you know, the, the joke about the Puritans at the beginning, um, there, I mean, maybe there were some Puritans like that. And I've certainly met people that seem to have that kind of demeanor that you should just be, you know, never laugh or anything like that. And I mean, listen, the prophet Elijah made fun of Baal and the, the, the prophets yep. there, you know, he's like, oh, maybe he's using the bathroom. I mean, like, that's funny. Um, and funny. I think it was intended to be a jab. At them. <laughs> now, that doesn't answer all of our questions. Um, but yeah, we don't have the best reputation. And two, when the culture is looking at it from a, a different framework of what's permissible uh, and that kind of thing, that's going to change the game. And, and there's sometimes, there, like you said, too, there are things that we laugh at that maybe we shouldn't. And so just knowing it requires wisdom in, in kind of navigating some of these things. So, Tony, what is the Bible stance on humor beyond Elijah, you know, making fun of uh, Baal going to the bathroom? Yeah, so there are several passages that uh, the Bible speaks to here. So, I mean, I think of Proverbs 17.22. There are several Proverbs that mention laughter uh, that, you know, or, you know, that kind of idea of laughter. It's that Proverbs 17.22 says, and he has via joyful heart is good medicine. Uh, and I think that's actually where the idea of laughter being good medicine comes from. Uh, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Uh, then uh, we turn to Ecclesiastes. And I've got all wisdom literature stuff here, more or less. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3 4 says, There's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. Uh, so, you know, there's a time and a pure place for laughter, according to the Bible. And clearly, you know, laughter at, you know, laughter at the funeral. I guess there's times where it's just okay to laugh at a funeral. I've laughed at a funeral when it's appropriate, but, uh, you know, it's probably 
very much not appropriate to laugh when somebody's physically dying in your presence. But uh, And then Psalm 2.4 uh, says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derisions. It's referring to those who kind of mock God. And so literally, God laughs, we see from this passage. And if, you know, God laughs, condemning laughter is kind of a hard thing to justify. Uh, but like you said, I think there are scriptural narratives that are funny and even ironic uh, at times. I mean, I think sometimes we can overstate how many of these are funny. But uh, nonetheless, it's clear that there are funny parts in Scripture. What do you yeah. think? I mean, I don't go through the Bible like picking out like, oh, here's the funny part. Um, <laughs> but I mean, recently, and it's not so much funny, but there is some some irony, some sad irony in the situation. Uh, but I've been reading through Luke's Gospel and Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem. You know, he set his face to go, and he's telling the disciples that he's going to go give his life. And then the next thing that Luke records is that they're fighting about who's going to be, uh, who's the greatest, or something like that. And you go, what? Like, how yep. dense are these guys? And again, I don't think it's necessarily meant to be like, ha, 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 and have us in stitches. Uh, but you do kind of chuckle and go, man, like how they missed it so poorly. They were so focused on themselves. Uh, and how much of myself do I see in them? Yeah. Um, but And there are other things like that. But yeah, I mean, you, you covered it well. Uh, the Bible is certainly not anti-humor, but it's not, a, a, it's not also intended to be a, a textbook on what to do about humor. Yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, given the perspective that we said sometimes Christians have a, a bad reputation in regard to it. Um, is humor necessarily sinful or, or better yet, how can it become sinful? And maybe going a little further, how much edge is acceptable? Yeah, so, and this question I think of, actually, I was doing some research on it, and I was reading some quotes from Basil of Caesarea, uh, one of the early... Wow, you went way back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and he thought it was really awful and unbiblical to laugh, and that, you know, when Christians laugh, it's like they're caving into their culture. It's, you know, basically, like, he saw laughter in the same way that we see, you know, woman pastors, kind of like a product of culture. Anyway, reference to the last podcast. Uh, But uh, I, I think it can can't be inherently bad because God doesn't, you know, sin and God does it. So, I mean, it's hard to say that, you know, it's sinful inherently. Uh, but I, there is sinful humor. I mean, Ephesians 5, 4 talks about crude jokes, uh, crude humor. And we, I think we should not go to too extreme legalism with that. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, because we have to understand it in a specific time and context and even acknowledging that, you know, the like the Apostle Paul uses anathema, a Greek word that is a very strong word. And, you know, Christian leaders like Martin Luther, Martin Luther I made a joke one time that uh, when I pass gas in Wittenberg, they smell it in Rome. And, uh, and I don't think that, you know, I'm not sure the meaning of Ephesians 5 would consider that crude humor, uh, but I think for sure humor that curses others is inherently sinful, which a lot of humor, you know, is mocking or attacking other people, especially those, you know, even minorities. I think that is very clearly sinful. I think, yeah, yeah there's a, there's different ways in which sinful, uh, humor can become sinful. There can be the mocking of others, putting them down, I think there's a place for a, a laughing with. I mean, sometimes you know they'll have a, a roast of someone. 
Uh, I think if that's done in good spirit and in the right measure, you can overdo it. But sometimes you can, if you have rapport with the person, you can make a joke, poke at them a bit. And it's really, it's done in love. You're just sort of yeah. pointing out something. Um, sometimes, I mean, I think I shared this on here recently. We were doing uh, family worship and it was getting into the reading and one of my kids was drawing a self-portrait and it just, it was funny. And several people at the table began to laugh at the, what was being drawn and <laughs> You know, the everyone just started laughing by that point, or mostly everyone. And you know, some, sometimes something is a serious moment or semi-serious moment. And I talk about Luther breaking wind. Someone does something like that. It, it's just funny. Like it just—it's out of context. You're like, oh, that caught me off guard. Uh, I mean, I think that in itself is evidence that God has a sense of humor. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just a funny thing. It can be. I'm not trying to be too juvenile, but. Uh, we can also, you mentioned this earlier, and I think you're very right, because I've known people where everything is a joke. Every, I mean, yeah. like, I, there was somebody that I knew um, in another context, and ser like almost every time this guy opened his mouth, there was, and I love to laugh, and I joke around and things like that. I mean, I'm also a serious guy. I mean, I view life seriously, but I enjoy laughter and see it as a gift from God. But I also recognize that every time someone says something to me, it's inappropriate for me to answer with a joke. Yeah. And, and this guy did that almost all the time. And like, I really almost wanted to punch the guy in the face. It was like, can we just take this seriously, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think from what I've seen on the wonderful gift that Facebook is uh, to the world, I, I don't think he's walking with the Lord now. I, I knew him in a sort of Christian context. And, uh, from what I've seen, I don't, I don't think he's walking with the Lord. Yeah. And so it, I guess in some ways it's not surprising. Um, but yeah, it can become a distortion in that direction as well when there are times that we should take things seriously and not be joking about it. Um, but I mean, you mentioned at the funeral. Like I, I did one of my grandfather's funerals recently, and it was not an overly, you know, uh, serious, somber, everybody's like grieving terribly in the moment and I made a joke during the uh, the funeral so my stepdad is very into uh, what he eats very particular about that trying to be as healthy as possible and then his dad who we were remembering his life uh, his diet consisted of like beer and Fritos and you know ice cream and stuff and he lived to be well into his 90s and so I just made a joke about, well, apparently you, you can just survive off that and live a long time. And, you know, I called my stepdad out by name. And everybody in the family, the, I mean, it was a small they, everybody thought it was funny. And it was sort of, you know, it was okay. You wouldn't, I was recently, though, at a funeral uh, of a stillborn child. You wouldn't mm -hmm. make a joke there. There's nothing funny. No. You're just in, knowing when to, uh, when to use that. As far as how much edge, I don't know, man. That, that's a hard one. Um, I, I think that's you, – you have to rely on your conscience to some extent and how much it's been formed by Scripture. Um, so we just talked about this a little bit, Tony. But anything you'd add about like what kind of context is humor appropriate? When is it inappropriate? I, whether just everyday life, church. Yeah, I, I generally – I mean I definitely think it's appropriate to laugh itself. 
it can even be godly when laughing at self when it's not you know you know really sinful you know cutting down uh, but I, I think situational humor, you know, I mean, that's what sitcoms are famous for. A lot of times it's not really mean. It's just, you know, an awkward situation that can be funny. And I think it's very appropriate to laugh at those kind of things. Uh, but I think it's inappropriate when cutting down other people, uh, you know, or making light of God. You know, and, and I think that, you know, sometimes the overly familiarity we can have with God where, you know, even, you know, I, I don't think it's wise to make jokes uh, you know, certain kinds of jokes about God that kind of little make God little. Uh, but, uh, you know, even like when people ask the question about, you know, humor in the service, the worship service, you know, uh, but uh, I tend to be, there's a lot of debates among, you know, among uh, reformed-ish Christians about the humor in the pulpit, for example, or humor in the worship service at all. I tend to think that uh, you know, selectively using humor is okay, especially making light of yourself. I mean, I've made jokes about, you know, my ineptitude at times in the pulpit, and I think that's appropriate and helpful to connect with people. But, you know, you got to be really careful there, and uh, you really got to be winsome with that. I mean, I think even, a te- like you mentioned, like certain hu- funerals are going to dictate whether or not humor. I think certain passages, I, I think one of the worst uses of humor is I've seen in the pulpit, actually, as I know, a pastor uh, was preaching to the qualifications of a pastor because he's going through, I think, First Timothy at the time. I know reading, you know, that uh, about, you know, all the qualifications, you know, can't be an angry person. I mean, this, this guy made a joke. Uh, well, and you guys all know my that my famous uh, temper. Uh, I don't know about that or something like that. And, uh, you know, kind of acknowledging severe anger on his part as, you know, and people thought it was funny. Everybody laughed about it. It. And I, I don't find that funny, for example. And I, I don't think God would find that funny, uh, especially disqualification. Uh, but what about you? Is there any other context in which you think it's inappropriate or appropriate? I think the way you approached it was good. Yeah, I, I know, particularly looking at it from the church angle, there are times when I teach, and I, I view teaching different than preaching, um, and so there may be, I feel a little bit more freedom in a teaching context to use some more humor, but I'm certainly not trying to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, I think one of my major in college involved taking a class that was, it was called advanced public speaking. And so we had to give the, uh, these, uh, specific types of speeches throughout the semester. And one of the types of speeches we had to give was a humorous speech and, it can be that's very daunting to go in there and everyone is expecting you to be funny and you've had to you know write this speech memorize this speech and everyone is expecting you to be funny yep. and so if it's not funny it's very painful it's painful <laughs> to, to deliver it and it's painful sure. to listen to it um, and so but th- that's a different kind of context than you know getting up there and, and dealing with the word of God and so um, and there are times where I have planned a slight bit of humor. I was preaching. Um, there's been a few times, especially probably when I was younger, where something just sort of came out um, that wasn't planned. Uh, I, I know I've heard well, in that podcast we, we were talking about it recently, the um, the Mars Hill thing. That Mark Driscoll, he sort of modeled himself after Chris Rock and some <laughs> others who you know he was a notable comedian and a skilled comedian, but. You know, <laughs> I don't know that would be the 
first place to look for uh, how to handle the Word of God. And and Mark Driscoll was funny. I mean, he, yeah. he was he was very skilled, or is skilled as an orator. I, I just question the methodology there. Yeah. It's not it's not joke time. So, I think that yes, wisdom and conscience can dictate a lot of that. Um, but I think our, you know our homes can and, and should be a place where there is laughter. And uh, and one an issue that we have dealt with, thankfully, it has I wouldn't say it's completely gone away. Um, it has improved some by God's grace. But my children uh, dealing with humor um, and some of it is age and self-control and that kind of thing, but sort of misusing humor that somebody will make a joke and then someone just goes crazy with it. And then suddenly everyone's out of control uh, and becoming disrespectful. It's like, no, 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 that's that's, that's a misuse of this. And so trying to teach them and walk them through that. And that's honestly been a a bigger thing than I would like to deal with because I do enjoy laughing and so does my wife. So how are young people in particular likely to misuse it? And, and, you know, kids as well as teens because you spend a lot of time working with with teenagers. Yeah, I I think from my observation – uh, young people often use humor to belittle others. Uh, I I might even be bold enough, you know, even following some popular comedy uh, among young people, I, or even like stuff on the Disney Channel. Uh, I kind of get the impression that you know the probably the most prominent form of humor among young people is belittling other people. You know, I mean, even from you know, you got the Disney shows where you know, uh, the you know the parents are trying to you know, uh, teach the kid, and you know, and they do that you know like a stupid little uh, posture to kind of you know give them an attitude, and and that's supposed to be funny. Uh, you know, I mean, I <laughs> noticed this is a really dumb thing, but during COVID lockdowns, we did you know we would do a lot of ministry over you know over like Zoom and stuff like that, and we had to we had to limit. Uh, you know what names they could put themselves on for because <laughs> you can choose your names because some of the times it was very very inappropriate and crude and unkind humor you know and I think that that another area that uh, where they can I think actually we talked about kind of fun first ministry I think sometimes a fun first humor first uh, a humor first ministry can be an attraction to young people kind of you know a, a dumb joke. Uh, approach to ministry and and that can be something we have to be aware of and careful with with young people i i think maybe one could argue that you have to be more careful with humor with young people than you do with adults i don't know but what you think on that i think you're right that it is often if i guess for younger people it's sort of low-hanging fruit to make fun of people um it's just it's easy to to get a laugh out of that you see something and and yeah i mean you can notice things that are funny but that doesn't mean you have to point it out for everyone to ridicule it but people can young people in particular they're still developing their mind their their sense of humor is developing and so i mean like i'm sure your kids have they're coming and they're trying to figure out how to make a joke and it's like you know, they're just they're learning how to put those pieces together. Um, that's not so much the misuse of humor, like in a wrong way. They're just sometimes they don't know how to piece things together that are funny. Yeah. Um, and not everyone is as funny as is the next person, um, but certainly the ridicule and the joke first mentality. I think that you're right, and both I think are both are wrong. We, we've got to help them 
come along and that not just make better jokes, um, but see the context for humor, the context uh, where it's it's actually more serious time now, or these are not things we're going, we, there is a time for us to laugh. We're not going to laugh at that though. So kind of connecting the dots, how can parents in particular, because I think they're going to have uh, at least for some time have the biggest sway on this. Uh, how can parents teach their children to rightly use and enjoy God's gift of humor? Yeah, I think one that you've emphasized, emphasized rightly, I think before, is, you know, we need to do it first as parents ourselves. So I, I think we should avoid, as parents, crude humor ourselves, inappropriate mm. humor. You know, I, I, think I don't care. You know, if you find if you find fluctuation jokes funny, you know, I don't see anything inherently sinful about that, but you know, we all know that there's crude humor that's beyond that humor that involves sin. I mean, sexually inappropriate humor, for example. Uh, and, and that, uh, I think we should avoid it ourselves. And especially we should be careful, you know, less our kids hear it, you know, when they're supposed to be in bed and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I think further, one of the ways I think we teach kids to rightly uh, use uh, humor and enjoy God's gift of humor is we teach them empathy, you know, for other people. And, you know, when they make those jokes, you, we teach them how to, you know, try to understand where, uh, those people are and how, you know, our cutting humor might really, really mess people up, uh, might really damage people. Uh, but, uh, and I think lastly, show them God's holiness and how some things are really beyond making light of, you know, that you don't make light of, you know, certain things. I mean, you don't honestly, you know, I think not just God's nature, but I think maybe there's a biblical principle to argue that, you know, we have to be careful about how we make light of those who we're called to submit to on our political leadership. In the same way that I think that we would be bothered if, like, for example, a wife is ma making uh, making terrible jokes about her husband uh, as, you know, a spiritual leader of her household. So I think we need to be we need to really teach them that, that some things are beyond making light of. I think that's an excellent point. So the, I mean, all of what you said I liked, but particularly that last one. Because uh, I've been in the, the situation of making some comments, and none that were just over-the-top, um, super, super mean-spirited, but pointing out some things um, about a political leader. And then I heard my kids kind of copying and it got my attention. I thought, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. And, um, but it was a moment of conviction for me. And, you know, we live in a free society. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, I, I don't know what would happen. Maybe you do, Tony, but like if you were in, in Moscow today and you started making <laughs> fun of Vladimir Putin, what would happen? I mean, it's not quite like the Soviet days, but um, I don't think they look on that real kindly, or I don't think he would. Um, I mean, no, I mean, especially given the fact, uh, even calling attention, we talked about Me Too a little bit last, uh, last podcast, and, you know, in Russia, even a woman that called attention to abuse, uh, sexual abuse from political leaders, uh, disappeared and then came back on camera, all covered up. 
uh, and uh, retiring from her sport uh, that then saying everything's all right uh, in Russia. But yeah, I mean, so clearly, yeah, it's not not safe to make a lot of jokes about uh, or China, for example. I mean, China actually limits. This is true. China limits Winnie the Pooh references like Winnie the Pooh is not allowed in China because people make jokes about the, the Chinese uh, and the Chinese president uh, looking like Winnie the Pooh. That's a factually accurate thing that happens. That's funny. Um, oh, man. Uh, well, He's you know, not my you, president, you, I, so I will say he kind of does, by the way. Well, and I think you were the one that told me about this. Maybe not, but uh, several years ago, uh, the, speaking of China, that they saw something from The Onion uh, that Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong Un, one of had who was voted as like the sexiest man alive or something, and they thought this was real, and you know they were congratulating him. I didn't um, know about this. I didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like the state-run news service saw this <laughs> and didn't realize it was satire, <laughs> and so they they had this big feature of all these pictures <laughs> of him. And, uh, they also this is another example of they they mistook. Um, the Onion again on a different occasion where uh, I think it was like the NFL, these these different teams wanted a new stadium and uh, they were like threatening to leave the town if they didn't get a, a stadium with public funding. And um, so then The Onion did an article that the uh, U.S. Congress was threatening to move Washington, D.C. if they didn't get a new building or something. <laughs> <laughs> so and I mean, it just—I think it goes to show that humor, humor is a multi-layered, nuanced kind of thing, and so it requires—I mean, just intellectual understanding, cultural understanding, and developing, um, and it, it connects to something. You know, we'll talk about in a minute, but refining not just okay, timing my joke with the, you know the right delivery. Um, but growing in wisdom and uh, having my conscience formed by God's yeah. word to know, um, you know what what fits. Tony, I mean, I liked what you said with the parents, um, and I think that we're doing it well ourselves and honoring the Lord with it. But also making I, I, I've heard uh, a friend of the podcast, Chap Bettis, talk about this and write about this, the need to have laughter and joy in our homes mm. and how it is a, a distinctive, I mean, Christians are to be marked by joy, not joke time all the time. That's not the same thing, um, but that we can laugh. We can laugh at, at ourselves, at one another in, in a, an edifying way. Uh, I mean, I, and I've observed my kids are less, far less likely to go make fun of it and try to you know, get a laugh at the expense of someone outside our home but they are much more likely to try to get a laugh at the expense of someone, one of their siblings, you know, yep. and, and trying to, to train. No, 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 this is not, it's not what we do in our house. We laugh, but not like that. Mm -hmm. um, so how can churches and next generation ministries aid in this development of the conscience and the, the growth in wisdom um, so that we don't, you know, mistake uh, onion or Babylon B jokes? <laughs> no, I mean, it's beyond that. We're not talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, that would make an interesting conversation, but how, how do we help train consciences and, and help uh, kids and, and teenagers grow in wisdom in this area? Yeah, I think at times confront in the fact when something's not funny, 
you know, when something's not funny from a godly perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think of a time where um, the, actually, I mean, and maybe, and I, I know I failed in this way of failing to kind of rebuke, but I remember a time where I was, you know, uh, with a group of teens, and one of the teens for laughs uh, said something about, you know, really, I mean, sexualizing woman, you know, and uh, objectifying woman. I think God gave me the courage. I just told him I, that's not remotely funny there. And and I think that was as appropriate at times. And uh, and actually, what's really interesting is I think that respect has grown over time uh, in that teen. But, uh, and I think we should make clear both in the home as well as our ministries uh, that what we call locker room talk is not welcome here. By the way, I think that what the things that we call locker room talk is not welcome for the Christian life, pretty much. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So, but uh, and and I think it's important also, you know, to talk about, especially popular crude hum- humor that they interact with, and, and why that might not be appropriate. Why we don't do this, you know. Even if I mean, I I don't think it's inherently wrong to talk about politics around the dinner table, you know, and your position as a family. But you know, maybe you know, if you there's a political leader that you don't you know don't agree with, that's in power, and you know, you know of it, your child making a joke about it or a joke that they've heard together, you know, maybe talk about why maybe that's not helpful or whether why this crude and condescending humor is not helpful as well. Uh, what do you think, Ben? I think there's a lot of wisdom there. Now, what would you say if it's a, a political leader, but it's not necessarily one that you're called to submit to? It's leader of a different place. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that God calls us to submit or honor, you know, people that are, you know, people that are not uh, placed over us in authority. I mean, and the same, I'm not gonna. To me, I regard it in the same way that I'm, you know, I'm gonna submit to when it doesn't sin my political leaders uh, here. But you know, I mean, even I, I think we should strongly oppose what uh, you know. Uh, Vladimir Putin, for example, is doing. But, you know, if I was in Russia and he made a law that, you know, is not, I can't find a biblical passage on, I'm going to submit to that. But why would I submit to that, you know, here? And in the same way, you know, I, I, maybe, you know, for the sake of our witness, we can be somewhat careful, but I'm not as guided by conscience on that. But I don't, maybe you disagree with me on that. I think that you're right. Now, I think depending on where, what, Context could determine some of that, um, and not that you're trying to lack integrity and be somebody different. But I mean, I've heard of a pastor talking about praying for the the death of foreign dictators, um, and, and that's got some edge to it. Now, and he wasn't joking. He said, "You know, I've, I've prayed for that publicly." Yeah. Um, and I think that that's appropriate, and, and that is different than standing up there making fun of a political leader. I think too genre matters, and so like if you're some context where the the point is to be funny, um, or the point in your, I don't know. I think again, there's multiple layers to it. Just for, I mean, the the more that our conscience are are formed by God's word, I think His Spirit gives us wisdom in that and leads us. And maybe if there are times we're out of line, the Spirit works, or or others call you know into question, say, hey, yeah. I don't, you shouldn't do that. Um, but I think there is a place for gently pointing at some of those things, or even maybe not always super, super, you know, white gloved. Um, there are certain lines you should not cross, but, uh, I, you know, having some sort of profanity laced tirade viciously going after, I, I think that's 
clearly inappropriate, even if people found it amusing. I, hopefully that wouldn't, we're talking about the context of a, you know, the church, so hopefully yeah. that's not going to happen. Um, but I, I think what you said was wise. And, you know, with kids, that's been a lot of my experience. Um, that has been, it's going to be different than what it looked like with you working with teenagers. Yeah. Um, their sense of humor and, you know, they're just kind of telling silly jokes. Usually they don't have a whole lot of edge to them. Um, we do, I mean, I can think of one kid who I think has some class count tendencies and he recently answered a question in a very, I felt for the context was very inappropriate. Now, some of this, he had already been pushing the envelope this night, so was, my patience was beginning to wane with him. Um, but I made a comment. We were, something came up about hell, and I said, you know, I mean, how many of you would want to to face God's judgment? And uh, this kid raises his hand. He's like, oh, yeah, me. And I looked at him in front of it because he said it from the whole group. I said, yeah. no, that's not funny at all. No, you don't. And, and I mean, I wasn't. I didn't blast the kid. Uh, and then I did ask another adult who was in there uh, after the fact. I said, do you think that I have too much edge with that boy? And he said, no, I thought you were fine. Um, it's possible both of us, our consciences was not calibrated correctly on that. Yeah. But um, I think calling out that kind of thing, like you did with the the, the gendered humor, um, I think maybe there's areas where you and I would differ on some specific things um, about what's okay to go for and, and and I think that's going to vary from person to person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, pastors make, I, I think what, yeah, not j- just having stand up comedy from the pulpit. Um, that's, that's going to be a good thing, you know, not to say that they can never be present, uh, but that we're modeling it. Well, I, something I personally have an issue with is marriage jokes, um, mm. regularly portraying, unbiblical ideals and that's just sort of the norm of how we talk about marriage and how we joke about it like if you have a culture of that i don't think that's a good thing like oh the you know the old ball and chain um or just say yes ma'am or again not that it should be just say yes sir is the right way that we go about things I mean, we just talked about gender roles in the previous episode um but having a culture where it, it's not our humor is not uh, undermining what we really believe or what we should believe and what we should practice. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of those are just more foundational to the culture of your church, but um, things we put on social media, I mean, it, it all feeds into it. But if, if we're people who are formed by the word, that is going to, it's going to help in a lot just because it's going to make us godlier people and uh, trust that the Lord will address some of those issues Um in our, our growth in Christ and, and humor is one of them. Amen. That's good. So, well, Tony, I appreciate you thinking with me about this, laughing some, and, uh, hopefully this will be a benefit to, to those who, uh, want to enjoy God's gift of laughter, um, in their, their lives, in their homes and, uh, together even as the church. So God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Theological Family Ministry Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends on social media. All new episodes are available to listen to on Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, and iTunes. We hope you have a great week, and join us again every first and third Thursday.